Yo, what is up, Anchor Nation? It is Uncle Mike here, back with another episode of my podcast journey and Renner Life Tips. And uh, this particular episode is um, a little different, um, not um, the same as the series that I've been putting out. Uh, we still have, I think, four four segments to go, but this is little something in between i've uh recently just did a podcast with uh katie and we were talking about the topic of fear and i wanted to just um that was like the you know topic or for this particular episode i wanted to talk about fear and um how fear actually you know just just really it's a crazy it's a crazy defense mechanism i guess um it's a you know it's it's natural it's natural to have fear i just you know want to throw that out there i want people to know that fear is not anything that should be foreign or or you should be shameful of fear i think everybody needs a healthy dose of fear it's kind of like a um, self-preservation mechanism you know it protects you from like kind of from harm you know like I don't want to stand in the middle of the street and just lay there because cars are going to come by and they're going to run me over you know like I have a fear of dying you know so I just want to throw that out there. It's just like, you know, fear is healthy and it's normal. It's normal. So don't, don't like, you know, beat yourself up because you have a fear of whatever. And I have a fear of, you know, all all kinds of things. And, you know, if, uh, I mean, I had a biggest fear of like, just like approaching girls that I like, but I had to practice, have practice, practice to get over that. And now it's like, it's a little bit better. I still have a fear. But I think I now I, I welcome that fear, actually. It's exciting, you know, to kind of be in the unknown and, and to kind of put yourself out there and see what happens, you know. Like, the fear of the unknown is, is kind of, it's a crazy, crazy fear. But if you could harness it and get excited about it, it's actually a very uh, fun thing to do is to like try something that's like a calculated risk and you know it's risky but at the same time it's like yeah you don't know what it is but it could be something very wonderful it could be something very you know fantastic that you know you wouldn't have experienced had you been so scared to like put yourself out there so i wanted to kind of uh you know talk about this uh, for you know this particular episode and for me I had like just like I said I had the craziest fear with like talking with girls or not even talking with girls like public speaking like dude I'm like doing this podcast like I shouldn't even be doing this because I was so scared of doing public speaking putting myself out there and letting people hear my voice I have like a speech impediment and all that shit but I figured like oh I don't care I'm just going to do it. 
and see what happens. And sure enough, it's like, dude, I'm getting uh, feedback. People are like giving me props. Um, my friends are kind of supportive. They're, no, my my friends are really supportive. And I, man, I don't even like praise my friends enough. Like, I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful for my friends to like always be there for me to just talk, you know, like when I need, when they, when I needed someone to listen to, or when I needed someone to just listen to me vent, they were there. Or when I needed someone to just, um, give me some sort of advice, they were there. And like, I'm so thankful that I've, you know, grown up with these folks around me. And, and it's wild because it's like a lot of people don't actually have these type of friends. I mean, I actually like kind of asked around and talked to m- numerous people. And it's like none of them have, have ever told me like, wow, I've all of my childhood friends. It's like I don't even talk to anymore. It's like I have new friends now. I have new friends that were I made in college. Those are my new friends, but they never had like they don't have friends that they grew up with since like second and third grade. And it's pretty wild because for me, all of my friends that I met in elementary school, well, not all of my friends, but like a handful of friends that I was really tight with in elementary school, they're still tight with me today. Also, middle school, middle school, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14 met people in middle school that I'm still very tight with today. And in high school, same thing. And it's like, as I keep going, it's just like, there's just more and more friends that are like supportive and want, you know, want better for me. And, you know, like if I'm getting out of pocket or acting a fool, they'll let me know, you know, it's just like, you know, those kind of friends are like hard to come by and they really you know like keep me humble and keep me honest so i'm really thankful for them and um in a way they kind of make help me be more fearless so uh yeah i mean back to the point it's just yeah uh uh, you know i want to talk about fear and these guys give me a lot of courage i'm not shit without my homeboys my homegirls you know and uh it's it's kind of who you know because of them i'm who i am today so many props to my homeboys homegirls from way back a lot of props from my friends that are here today with me right now that i've made uh friends with recently um man like kt you know, for just reaching out to me, you know, out of the blue and just wanted to chop it up through this Anchor app. Uh, same thing with uh, Freak Beats EDM, you know, just reaching out. Maria Humphreys just reaching out and just like being super cool. And I mean, I'm so, I'm just like so grateful to like have met people like you. So I'm... You know, because of because of like all these people that are like kind of behind me and supporting me, it's like I I kind of have to, in a way, represent them and and do the best I can. And for that, I have to like muster up the courage to like, yeah, I'm gonna talk to that girl. I'm gonna talk to that girl that I'm crushing on, and I'm gonna like 
see what happens. I'm going to put myself out there. Or I see a girl that I don't know, but I think she's cute. I'm going to go approach her. Same thing with like public speaking. I'm not going to... It's crazy because, yeah, public speaking was never my strong, my strength. But I want to get good at it. So I practice on this app right here. I practice on Anchor Podcast and it's helped me. It's really helped me become more, I guess, fluid in my uh, thoughts. And when I'm speaking, I just speak my mind. I just let it all out and just speak it. So it's helped me tremendously. And then on top of that, my my friend recently just got married. He was like, hey, man, I want you to be my best man. And I was like, I don't even know if I could do this. Like, like, why, what makes you think, you know, why would you even put me in this position to be your best man? It's like the craziest responsibility ever. Like, and I, I'm, I'm not even that tight with you. But in his eyes, you know, I was one of those people that really was like, with him growing up so he made it a point to like really make me want to uh, you know make me his best man and I was like so honored and it was crazy it was like I killed the best man toast you know like I just like knocked it out of the park and everybody loved it and I'm I'm so proud of myself for it you know I and I mean it's really no big deal I'm sure you know a lot of people are just like yeah best man it's a piece of cake but to me, it was a big deal. So, you know, and I had, I was like sweating bullets, you know, like uh, prior to it, you know, but I kept practicing, practicing. I recorded myself doing the speech. And when it was time to do it, I just like, you know, kind of not like freestyle impromptu. I had notes, but, you know, I practiced so much. It's like I, I, I couldn't, um, I couldn't fail. I couldn't fail. And it wasn't robotic. It was like very fluid. It was very like, um, natural. It came out very natural, you know, like the, the jokes, the punchlines, the roasting of my friend, like it just came out really natural. So, you know, I was really glad that the speech went the way it did. And, you know, everybody was like, Oh, that was like, it's just like, one of the best speeches he they've heard so i'm really proud of myself for it so you know like fear i think is a very natural uh, instinct to have that's a very basic human instinct to have and we shouldn't be uh, beating our ourselves over it we need to respect it and at the same time, overcome our fears. Like we do our best to like get better at it. We don't have to do everything instantly. We could do everything like bit by bit. So I encourage you guys to like, whatever it is that you're fearing, face it and respect it. But at the same time, you tell your fear that you will overcome it. You will do your best to fight it, you know? And, and I'm not speaking on, like, crazy fears like homophobia or not homophobia, arachnophobia or agoraphobia or, like, afraid of heights or 
like afraid of going outside, like like you know, like those real medical conditions, you know, like where you're gonna take medicine and therapy for. I'm just talking about like basic human people who are you know who don't have these type of issues, but they have like you know a fear. Yeah, they have like a slight fear of heights. They have a slight fear of rejection. They have all these you know weird little things about them that like they're kind of embarrassed about. But they don't want to do anything about it. They figure like, oh, everybody's got these fears and it's normal. And that's just, I'm just going to have to deal with it. I just have to live with it, you know, and not like face them. You know, it's only when you face your fears and when you get uncomfortable with it, it's like when you start growing and when you start evolving and becoming better, becoming a better version of yourself. So I highly encourage you guys to like whatever fears that you have, just like face them you know because life's too short to be like living in fear at all all the time you just gotta face the fear and be like hey man i'm not afraid of you okay i could take you on you know like you want to be like do you actually want to be like 40 50 years old and still be scared of heights or scared of flying or scared to approach women you know or scared of like your own feelings like why why you know life's too short you want to like grow old in your dying bed regret regretting that like oh oh no i i should have been more uh i should have been more courageous uh you know and stepped up to girls more or oh i should have like like freaking fear of flying like damn i man like laying in your deathbed you could have been like i could have traveled the world but because i was afraid of flying I just stayed my ass in ho- at the house or like on the floor, on the ground and, and take, you know, and, and not fly out of the States. I only took a train everywhere. Like, like, man, you're missing out on life, you know, because of your fear. That sucks. So I highly encourage you guys to like, just get over it. All right. I mean... That, that's pretty much where I'm at with um, with fear. And I mean, I did a uh, podcast with uh, KT and uh, he also has a very uh, great definition on um, what fear is uh, for him and how he combats it. So we go back and forth. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, Before I go, I just want to throw out this uh, definition of fear of like, I guess the Webster's Dictionary gives fear is an emotion experienced in anticipation of some specific pain or danger, usually accompanied by a desire to flee or fight. I mean, that's a very basic um, definition, but I mean, you know, that that is what it is. And I kind of explained it already. And all I ask is you guys, like, you know, try to face it. Because, you know, once you face your fears, that's when you grow. All right. All right, guys. Until next time, listen to the segment and uh, let me know what you guys think. All right. Thanks. We good? Yo, KT. It's about time. Hey, finally, man, right? Oh, man, my... been forever. Yeah, hey, man, my bad, man. 
been pretty uh, pretty busy over here with work. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I've been unable to, uh, yeah, get this thing going. I'm not only work too; it's just life. Life is just, uh, oh, yeah. you know, uh, getting really busy right about now. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's, uh, it, it, man, I'm tired. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hear you. Know, it's long days. Just get to you. <laughs> yeah, definitely on a hump day of all days, man. It, it really <laughs> middle of the week. Yeah, it really, it really does get to you. But uh, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, so, how how have you been, man? Oh, you know me. I've been uh, helping people out, United Promotion stuff. United school. Promotion, start, man. Yeah, that's right. Start. Yeah, we're getting some momentum for that. We're going to start launching stuff uh, October fourteenth. Can't wait for that. Oh wow, that's uh, yeah, that's in a couple of weeks, man. That's yeah, right around the corner. Team's looking good. Everyone's cooperating. Everyone's starting to get the gets the process. I don't want to. The Sixers kind of stole that, but <laughs> it's just the process on that. And we're uh, we're moving in the right direction, which is good to hear. That's good, man. That's good. Have you uh, started your basketball uh, season as well? Is that? No, nah, that's that's not till next year. We got time for that. Oh, okay, man. That's nice. Yeah, I long, just long off my... season. I'm sorry. Long off season, which is good for me. <laughs> Okay, okay, yeah. I just started my church league and I've been pooped. It, it's yeah, it's yeah. like one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, like when it was when it was presented to me, like, hey, you want to join the church league? You want to play for the church? You know, play basketball, learn about religion and all that. It sounded really good on paper, and then you know, you you go and play, and then you play with a bunch of young cats. And not only that, you you know, right. you, you, I mean, you know, like being thirty eight, you you start realizing it's like, damn, I'm I'm old, I'm my body is aching, uh, you know, like there's just like, uh, you know, like I, I'm starting to really regret <laughs> like signing up for this, you know, <laughs> and and what's really worse is like there's there's people who's over older than me, they're like in in forty five, you know, they're like forty five years old, right. and they're like running up and down the court, and they're like beating me, they're like. Yeah, come on, young, come on, young, youngin. Where you at? Come on. <laughs> They're, like even the forty-five-year-old guys are embarrassing me too. I'm like, geez, I, I, you know, like the young kids are killing me, and then the old guys are like killing me too. And it's just like, oh god, this is this is, this is embarrassing. Yeah, might might need that recharge. We're going to talk about tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, man. But uh, th- I mean, you know, like I, uh, it's been a while, and I wanted to get in contact with you, and you know, we we spoke about our, you know, we spoke about this prior to doing this call, which is, you know, the topic of fear. Yep. And uh, I mean, today, I, I mean, I'm just gonna kind of go like ad hoc, you know, kind of Im- improvise on on you know today's uh, recording, right. just because, man, it's it it really has been a long day. I. Um, I I didn't haven't even had time to like kind of write up what what we were what I wanted to talk about other than fear, right? But uh, there was also something else you wanted to add to it. Um, do you want want to share with us what what that is? Oh, recharge, recharge. Right, right. Yeah, I just said that. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was the topic. Yeah, part two. What what we'll put we'll talk about recharge a little bit later. We'll start with fear though. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 All right, man. So 
the thing with fear, right? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, personally, I've grown up with uh, a lot of fear. Uh, it was kind of like the way it was uh, presented. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was raised, I was raised off of fear, like parents kind of, you know, instilled that in us like if you don't if you don't do well in school you're gonna get in trouble right uh like like literally if you get in trouble you're gonna really get it at home at home um if you do poorly in your classes you know it's like that that you know that will be bad that will look bad on me uh, i mean in the parents in front of the parents as well as in front of you so it's like a lot there was a lot of shaming uh-huh. involved growing up so you know, like I, you know, like because of of fear being instilled in me so early, it really kind of affected me growing up. Um, it really kind of kept me in line, kind of always kept me in the comfort zone, and I always like, uh, not until recently, always just kind of stayed in my lane and never like get out of my comfort comfort zone. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Right, I understand. Um, but it was only until later I, I understood that was, it was like, dude, there's, there's really nothing to be scared of, you know, like you, you know, I, I fully understood that it was like, man, you got, you know, one life to live and you should really live it the way you want to live it and not, um, worry about if your parents uh, approve of you or not, you know, if your family members approve of you. Um, and I felt like, um. Uh, I owe it to myself to finally kind of like uh, get out of my comfort zone and do things I was afraid of and, and do things that like might be looked at differently from my parents or from my family members. And after doing it, after like kind of stepping out of my comfort zone and started doing all this, I understood like it was just like, dude, I, this, fear is a crazy, crazy ass um, illusion, I want to say. You know, no, I hear, I hear so, what you say. Yeah, I mean, well, what what what's your like definition of fear? First, endure and receive. So, what that means is going to be a long explanation. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting to tell you this for a long time. So, my definition of fear is a little bit different because I'm at an age where there's really nothing. I mean, there are fears, of course, I had some, but to me, everything is a calculated risk. Like, what what could possibly go wrong? Since I had that young approach, even since I was like five, I said, all right, well, on the lawnmower, what could possibly go? What's the fear in that? Nothing really. Do I have fears? Yes. Stuff like, you know, storms at night and you have, you have nothing to do. You're just kind of stuck in there. What do you do? <laughs> Those kind of fears are more just, they're not really that's going to be players in the grand scheme of things. Now, the grand scheme of things for people who were, Say fearing something they're doing, fearing, I don't know, uh, a certain task or a certain job they got to do or whatever the case may be. They're just fearing something. First endure and receive. So my belief is when you first endure it, whether it be to your max levels or just go in there, even if you have apprehensions and you you don't want to do it, you know, I I don't want to do this. It's, It's just too scary, blah, blah. Try an alternative and just do it. Here's how you do it. You look at a way to say, okay, don't like this. What am I going to do? What's the risk of me enduring this 
whatever process task job i don't care whatever whatever the for, for our sake let's just say task what's the risk of me you know taking this task what's the consequence and then once i go in there i do what i gotta do maybe it's maybe i still have fears maybe i still have you know apprehensions and all of this it's like I, don't, I still don't want to do it next time it's the last time doing it well you just endured it so if you can first think of the endure method of just endure it use endurance use what you've been taught and just try your best to go in there even if you have if you, even if the consequence is bad let's say something does go wrong but it's not ridiculously life-threatening or if it's a snow let me clarify if it's something stupid and you know it's fearful don't do it <laughs> Of course, if it's like a stupid thing you're doing with somebody or you're trying to make ridiculous decisions, that's understandable. Don't do those things. But if let's say it's something that's like a task that's easy to do, but you just feel like there's something behind it that could mess you up, you got to endure it in a way where you can just try to ease your, your fate. Or try to think of a way where you go in there, you have this mindset of, I'm still going to have the fear no matter what. It's not going to just magically go. But that's the first part. You've just endured your first test of whatever, your dose of medicine, I guess you could say. Done. Now, the and receive part. And receive something in return. Once you endure that, you just receive experience. And it ties back into my favorite word, situational awareness. And, mm-hmm. and it, honestly, it is part of it is situational awareness. Because now that you receive the fact that you've just done it once... You're more likely to fear less the second time. It's just a fact because I'll give you a sample of me. I guess I, can, I guess the one the one fear I still have today is lightning, especially at night. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to expect. It's like you, you, you're sleeping. What if it strikes you? There's a lot can go on, but for me, there's only two ways I can do it. It's either I go under the covers, <laughs> or I just think of like, all right, well. I just knock myself cold out. I just try to knock myself out the night before. I know a thunderstorm's going. Just work, work out, and I won't feel anything. Just, it just, there's not much you can do with that. But that's my way of getting around it. For somebody who's trying to say a fearful task, or they're afraid of heights, or afraid of, uh, they're, they're fearful of flying. That's a lot. You know, I, I understand. Some people can just avoid. You can avoid roller coasters. You can do that's fine. However, for heights and flying, I mean, eh, it depends. You know, with flying or, or stuff like that where you feel like you, it, it can be in your control with decisions you make. Those decisions you have to just say, hey, is it worth the risk of not me, not seeing the world and me just disposing that lack of knowledge? Or is it worth the risk saying, hey, it's one of the most safest, proven it's one of the most safest forms of travel. In the world, let me get on there and just try my best to just endure it once. And the second time, you have less. I, I, I'm a firm believer that when you try it one time, it gets less. The, the fear, de- it decreases. There's only one opposite way. It, it increases. My belief is you first endure and nothing's wrong. And you're, ah, next time is good. Nothing's good. Well, what if something goes wrong the second time? You, know, you get a little antsy. That's where it's actually bad. Because then... You know, I don't want to go back there ever again. Sometimes you just quit on the third try. So it's better to have fear in the beginning, believe it or not, the first, maybe even second try. And then when you get to like the fifth, the 20th try, 
there might be very little to none of any apprehensions or quick thinking. Right. But that's my definition right there, my, my uh, case study. No, that's, uh, I think that's a very uh, accurate, um, you know, uh, I guess a uh, definition. It's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a good definition for sure, because I feel like uh, it is true that you, you know, with practice or, or just kind of like giving yourself <laughs> the first dose right. of it and, you know, and kind of like realizing like, it's really not that big of a deal. And then mm-hmm. you try it again. And then next thing you know, you overcome the fear more and more. And then you, you just keep going at it. And eventually the fear will be gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it, it's like, it's like uh, baby steps, like just take baby steps. And, you know, first, uh, so, you know, for me, I had the fear of, talking to girls growing up you know like being shy around girls i like Mm -hmm. so what i started off doing was rather than you know mustering up the mustering up the courage to just go straight to the girl i liked and just talk to her because that that in my mind was just too much pressure too much anxiety, too much like what ifs and, and what if they, she doesn't, she laughs at me. What if she looks at me funny? What if she just, you know, like just give me the worst response ever when I was just trying, you know, all of that. Like, like, so right. what I, w- what I would do would be the baby step would be like, okay, I could go to a mall and just kind of make light conversation with a random stranger or perhaps yeah. just, uh, a girl that's at, at the kiosk uh, selling uh, cologne, selling perfume. Like I just walk up and just kind of like make light conversation and see how that goes. Yes. And then later on, move on and, and like go into a department store like a Macy's or a Nordstrom and talk to somebody there. And, and, you know, like like conversations like that, that doesn't like hurt anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like it. Of course. Uh, you know, in the end, it's like, oh. Like I, I start to understand, like, dude, what's the big deal? <laughs> like, just just talking, dude. Like, we're just talking. There's no, you know, there's no harm, or you're not like, you're not like actually trying to like, I guess, be combative or anything. Just kind of like, oh, uh, I like this shirt here. Like, well, what do you think? Of, what do you think about guys wearing this color shirt right here? You know. Or what do you think about guys wearing this kind of cologne or whatever? Or what do you think is like the hottest cologne that a guy should wear? So it's like, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're trying to, like, I was trying to draw an opinion from, from, uh, from her. From right, her. Right, right. So it's like, you know, and then they start talking and then they would ask a question, ask me a question like, Oh, what kind of cologne you're into? And it's just like, okay, you build a, you get, you know, you start building a conversation there and really there was nothing to be afraid of. So it's like, that's a baby step to me. I got and, you. You know, and then you, you continue on and you try a little, you know, you try to be a little bit braver or a little more bolder on the next uh, encounter with uh, someone at the mall. Or perhaps if you go to a bar, you know, you just try to go talk to, you know, some some girl at the bar. Right. Or, or, at, or in college, you know, you just talk to a random girl in your class, you know. So... 
you know, I, I know like the fear of rejection, like that's one of the fears that I have, like a fear of rejection mm-hmm. uh, growing up because, you know, like I said, like, oh, like my dad or my mom was like, you better do good in school. I won't love you anymore. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that's... you know, I don't know if your parents did that shit. My no. parents did that, you know, pulled shit like that to me all the time. It was so bad. And, and and it was tough too because my parents were divorced, so it was like, you know, uh, for the longest time it was like I either didn't get to see my mom or I didn't get to see my dad, and it, it was kind of tough. It was like, oh, was it, you know, you, you when we're children we tend to internalize, you know, uh, those type of things where oh we don't see a parent maybe they don't love us, you know. No, I hear you. I hear you. Those those are those are good points. I think. We'll go with the first example about taking those baby steps and just going out of your way to talk to stranger. I think that's the best way to do it. And, and like socially, I guess socially and psychologically and just regular human interaction spheres, I guess. There's, there's a lot. That's the other thing, too. There's like a lot. You know, it's not just human to human. It could be internal. It could be external. It could be human to animal, <laughs> you know. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can fear. So. I guess the, the on the second launch top because I'm not I, I don't have any experience with the situation you're mm-hmm. talking about with your parents mm-hmm. so I don't have I really can't really put any input because I me growing up it's like oh, well parents didn't have to tell me to do good in school because they knew yeah, he's gonna do well anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah because you know that that's what it is is sometimes when you inherit their genes it's like all right. This guy's gonna work hard. He's right. gonna do what he's gotta do. It won't. It'll just come into place. Right. Whereas, whereas that's not a fear. I think. I think fears they develop over a lot of things. It, it's part of its environment too. We can't, we can't underestimate that. Part of it is your where you are uh, growing up, who you're hanging out with. That's fear. That's peer pressure. That could be feared. Uh, we have not just environment as far as friends. Environment as far as household life. Environment, school, environment, a workplace, environment, at recreational places, environment in general plays a role in the fear because you sometimes are just I don't want to go to this place. <laughs> it's just there's just too much stuff that's going to make me think apprehensions, and it's too many places where I can't execute and put on a show in a clean manner, and that's that's what happens. I think this fear just gets the best of us. There's nothing wrong with that, but baby steps look at your environment around you take the necessary steps to go for those quick those quick um, stranger meetings or talking to somebody who values your opinion and if it, if that doesn't work the best first step is to talk to someone who you actually are close with and we talked about friends and patients i'm pretty sure on this show a while back friends is the number one thing you have a close buddy talk to them close for uh, girl talk to them. Right. Talk to people. Talk to people like that first to ease your 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 fear, your emotions. Then ease into the combo. Let it out. Once you let it out, you feel much better. Patience. You have to be. I I, I think the number one thing that I talked about. Other than first endure, go in there, try your best. You can't go in there cold. You got to try to do some of those things. Let me rephrase that. But I think you have to have patience. Fears aren't just going to go like. They just don't go like that overnight. No, nope. it, it's impossible. I mean, if, if it does, it's because it's something so small. 
I mean, if, if it's a small, oh man, I don't have enough fuel for the car. Just get the fuel. <laughs> that's a that's a small that, that those are not even fears those are just little worries that, that's different but it's something you've been having a fear for like since you were two years old and you're 20 now you can't get over it that's fine it may never go away in, in the it, it, maybe it's something that you're fear that it just won't go away and you're fine with it like i said roller coaster high maybe you just can't get over that's fine it's a small thing small things like that 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 doesn't bother anyone it's just whatever you know you just live with it, move on. But right, uh, stuff like can't talk to people or um, scared to just go out in in the world. I mean, those are things that you have to, you know, to have an honest combo with. But it, it's all. This is probably out of all the things we've done on this show. It's probably the most subjective one. Yeah, because it's it's hard for me to put input because I do have some, but they're very small fears. Right, and for me, I kind of take everything as hey, calculate the risks, make it make it happen, and everything will usually work out. Do I have some worries? Like, oh, this may, yes, but end of the day, you have to look, you have to be you have to know yourself here and realize that if I've done everything where I can do my hundred percent, it usually means I've done my hundred percent. There's only ten more percent I could take it to. And that would require, you know, extra, extra, extra. That's pretty much it. Right. But right. I, I think I think this is a very interesting topic. Maybe your audience might need to get involved with. But for me, if there's any, like I said, I don't know the lightning thing, there's really not much I can really say I can underestimate fear. I mean, there's a couple things, but it's like I said, lightning and whatnot. But for me, I have to look at it as like this is the present moment. I'm still living there are some things that, you know, you do have to look forward to the future, of course, but you don't want to go too like in depth and you want to just kind of live in the moment, which is fine. Now, if it's no, something, I, I, yeah, no, for sure. Now, if it's something, but like I said, I, I can't speak on behalf of everybody. Some people might have fear of, Hey, you know, I, abuse or uh, obesity. It, it, those things. I mean, my prayers to you because I rather you talk to someone than, let's slide for five years because those are things that could really, you know, harm you. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it was, I was just going to go right into that, which is like, we're, we're not like experts in, you know, uh, psychology, you know, no, no. in terms of like, Oh, people with phobias, you know, like, oh, like yeah. fear, fear of uh, arachnophobia or uh, what do you call it? Spiders, uh, uh... spiders and, and fear of heights or fear. Like those are like, you know, like, what do you call those? Those are like, so, um, people are, where they're so afraid that they won't even look at a picture image. on uh, Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. They won't even look at a picture of, you know, someone standing over a cliff or something. Cause they'll, they'll themselves have, they'll vertical. start sweating or yeah, yeah. Right. Like, like we're not here to like speak on that. No, for sure, no, right? no, like, because no. we are, we are, we are not experts in like how to overcome those type of fears. No. Um, we were talking about like, yeah, like everyday, like, um, everyday, everyday types of worries and yeah, fears that like we, uh, we have like, oh, maybe we're not good enough or we're not, uh, you know, we, we have so much self doubt and, and those type of fears, you know, like, uh, I have a lot of fear of like, yeah, man, I mean, well, growing up, I did like now it's gotten a lot better. Well, right. I will still say that I still have some that I'm trying to overcome. 
but um, I'm working on it. And I'm, I'm, yeah. And like you said, I'm like, you know, I'm doing the necessary, necessary things, you know, like, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm knowing myself to like, okay, I, I should like push myself a little more to kind of overcome and overachieve these, these type of uh, fears that I have. And it's like, it's, it's really at the end of the day, if I could overcome it, it's like, uh, you're, you're, it's a you're win. definitely in a, in a, yeah, it's a win. It's a, you're in a better place than where you were. Small step so, wins. Yes, sir. I, I know what you're saying. I think the small step wins are better than the long-term gains. I mean, in the day, you can't get a long-term gain without five or six small uh, small step wins. Which that's that's, not, that's another combo for another day. I don't want to you know go off topic, <laughs> but I can talk about small step wins and how it, it, it's more important to do that. But back to what you were saying, yeah, and I understand. Like I said, I can't I can't really put any. I can't really put myself into your shoes with fear. And, I, and then, this is probably one of the first times, like, I can't really put value, and that's okay because it's all subjective in a sense where that's your situation. I can be there for support, but the, at the end of the day, since I'm no expert in what you're going through, I have to just give you support and try to help you as much as possible. Right, right, right. And, and that's actually a really great um Great point. Uh, suggestion. Yeah, it's actually really great advice for people out there who are just like kind of ha- who have friends that are kind of going through some shit. That's like, oh, yeah. you know, like, and, and you really don't know how to help. Like, you you don't really need to help. You right. just really need to like listen and kind of be supportive of anything that they do. Right. Uh, I I th- that's what I've noticed. Yeah, my thing is with that, I think you'd rather just be – it's rather to be a clueless listener than a person, a know-it-all, who thinks they know. I, that's my belief. Is if you think – Yeah, you, man. If you, oh, yeah, I know your situation, dude. No problem. Let me help you. Do you you're, really – You're not helping. Yeah, you know, you're not really helping. There's yeah, a reason why we have two ears, man. I, I think it, I'd rather be a clueless listener who can give you this – like, here's the, here's the kind of like the – Default talk, I believe, is a language. Default talk is just talking about motivational things. There's a reason why motivation is the number one thing on social media, other than um, sports, in my opinion. Uh, motivational content, the reason why it's so popular, in my opinion, is it's because it's universal. There's no such thing as a day where you can't go without some motivational phrase. <laughs> I mean, there's times where I can't go one day without seeing something motivational. Anywhere I go, you look around, you got to see a billboard, you see it on TV, radio, even on your um, alone walks. You just think about something motivational. There's a reason. It's just conscious says, go to that. So to be a listener... I could care less if you don't know anything about the situation. If you're being clueless and you're intently listening, you, you just won. Because now you can offer that default language, motivation, and they can maybe be inspired by it. Rather than you try to go the opposite and over-deliver and say, okay, I know what you're doing about this uh, obesity problem, but you're not even obese. Or you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense to put yourself in a false shoes and start thinking analysis paralysis or posture syndrome. But all you have to do is listen, be intent, and just key in on some key points. And maybe, maybe use some of those key points, and maybe something they say draws your memory. Let's say here's an example. Let's say we're talking about I don't know fear of uh, fear of talking to people, like you said. But maybe you say something where it's like, hey, I had this situation in school. Okay, well maybe you're older, and you're like, I-, I had a situation in school. 
by you intently listening, now you can connect rather than saying, hold on, man, or woman, I, I got you, I got you. Let me explain some things. And it doesn't work like that. But if you can intently listen, grab some key points, that's when you can start really honing in on what you need to do. But that's a good point. And as you said, it's just, it's really, this is probably one of the most subjective topics because it's really what you do in your own shoes. And then after that, then you can start, if you can, if you, if you can't, if now if you have like, if you're 10, 15 conversations deep and you understand the situation by then, that's fine. But if you're doing this one or two times, you got to just ease into it. Even, even as right. a, even as a supporter, easing into it and enduring what they have to do first, you receive uh, good things when you get to like conversation 15, when you start knowing things more. Right. For sure. For sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, that's definitely a, uh, I, I feel is a important uh, uh, way to help any sort of friend that's going through right. some sort of uh, fear because uh, the minute you start kind of like start throwing uh, solutions to them. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. You know, they that's the worst, man. They really just look at it like, man, this guy's like, uh, uh, he, I don't need a problem solver. I need someone to like, I need a friend. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, a lot of times uh, I, I'm I'm kind of responsible, you know, like I've done this before, too. Like me personally, like just like when my friend's complaining or my friend's like not complaining, but my friend's like kind of like sad about something that happened to him or he has an issue. He fears something. And I, you know, I've done this a couple of times, too, where I'm just like throwing answers at them, you know, like, oh, oh you yeah. should stop doing this or you should stop doing that. Or no. Whatever. And it's. And then, you know, it's like if they get kind of turned off, like at the end of it all, they're just like, you know what? I don't want to talk to you no more. You know, like you're not really helping me, you know? Yeah, that's it's the worst really, thing to do. It yeah. is, you know, it's really they're just looking for someone to, like you said, vent. listen intent, intently. Yeah, someone to vent and just kind of be like you want to, you know, that someone he wants, you know, your friend just wants you to like kind of be in, be in his little space and just kind of like sit with him. And listen yeah, to you have to, you have and, to play yeah. therapist. You have to play therapist in this role. I think it's better to exactly. play play the listening therapist. That's why we do. If you got a problem, I won't. Sometimes, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I'm like, well, "What's going on? You got some problems? Yeah, can I vent to you? Go for it. Give me. I'll literally, and this is things I'll do. I'll stay silent for one hour. I won't say a single word, and then after an hour, I'll gather my thoughts, saying, "Okay, here's uh, here's some tips, and you don't have to take these tips." I think another thing is your language, too. You don't want to say, I want you to do this, or you should probably be, you can't say those things. Here's what I say. So, examples, like, so I'm going to say you vented about a problem. The best way to go on is listen, okay, I just gather my thoughts here. And sometimes asking follow this is the interviewer in me. Sometimes asking follow up questions is not a bad approach either. You know, say, right. hey, man, were you thinking about uh, this program maybe that will help you with exercise? Or were you thinking about this group that maybe can help you? And then they start thinking, hey, that's a good point. You, you see, asking those relevant questions are better than saying direct comments and say, okay, you got to, or you have to, or right. you need to. So right. nothing wrong with follow-up. And people are like, should we, in that situation, should you ask follow-up? Because they, no, follow-ups are great. Because then, you, number one, you listen. <laughs> and number two, you're really paying attention. So I think if you could either follow-ups, vent, or the other thing, this is, this, is a, this is a sketchy one for me. It's it sometimes work a dozen. 
is you you say something. Now, here's how it works. You would, you would say something in the beginning and try to set the mood. And then eventually they calm down enough. Let's say they start getting all hyper. You try to call, say, just breathe in, re- like breathe in, breathe out, relax, mood set, snap your fingers. And then sometimes that works. I've done that one time at work. But it's, that's if you're really professional and skilled. I'm not that. But I'm just saying sometimes if they're really hyperventilating, they got some tension, just say, hey, breathe in, breathe out, snap your fingers, and boom. That's when your tension start to go down. And then after, same thing, breathe in, breathe out, snap your fingers. Okay, here's why I gather my thoughts. You spew the thoughts. They take the advice and run. Or they don't. You just stay there for support. Next call. And then things are starting to improve. Thanks. And if it keeps doing it, same thing. Breathe in, breathe out, snap, you're back. That, that's things that just sets the mood. It's just little tricks like that that can get you some, I guess, brownie points if you're trying to be an active listener. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Uh, I, I definitely want to uh, work on that myself. Um, active listening? Active listening. I've done that. I mean, you've. I've always, I mean, I think I've been a good listener, but I need to, I think, uh, I've caught myself a couple of times doing what you were saying, like just yeah. kind of talking at people like that, you know, talking yeah. at people rather than talking to them. You know, like just just like throwing throwing uh, solutions at people, and uh, a lot of times it they yeah, uh, my friends are just like, you know, they get a little teed off. No, I hear you. You know, like like for me, my my issue is like, hmm. um, my issue is like, I can't. I feel like like right now I'm on this this track where. Hmm. Uh, where I'm all about like self improvement, like I have no time to dwell on. Um, I feel like I personally don't have time to dwell on like um, distractions. Made. Not distractions, but mistakes I've made, regrets. You know, like okay, gotcha. that, I, that I've gotcha. done. You know, like that I've done that I. You know, like I don't want to sit sit and soak. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. So I, you know, like I'm on this track where like I'm I'm just constantly moving forward. You know, like good things, bad things happen. You know good things happen to me that's great bad things that happen to me like i'm blessed that it happened to me i'm grateful for the experience from it i gotta move on i gotta keep moving forward and i can't understand you know so it's like when someone kind of comes to me that has like a similar problem or something it's like my way of thinking is like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna throw my solutions out at you and i'm gonna keep going (laughs) Like, I don't have time to sit and soak with you, you know? But a lot of times I, I fail to understand that, like, damn, man, you know, this is my friend. Right. Like, you lose I sight need, of the moment. Yeah. I lose sight of that. I lost sight of, like, damn, this is my friend who, like, who came to me to want to confide in me. And I'm I'm being kind of a dick, a, a jerk, and just be like, you know, like, look, man. Look, man, you, you know, like, I, I, I keep saying, look, man, you can't, you can't, you can't trip off those things. You just got to keep going. Oh, you know, yeah. Stop tripping, you know? And, you know, I, I've caught myself doing that. And I'm just like, I need to, I, I can't do that, you know? I can't, you know, I shouldn't do that. I, sh- I should really, like, just, like, look, okay, you know, now take a breather this, and, like, okay, yeah, yeah. you know? And, now and I was going to say, tell me what's up. Yeah. Now I was going to say, do, do you make the first move in that situation or do you let your friend talk? I let my friend talk for sure. So you let him talk first? I let him talk first, but then okay. it's like, 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 
But again, it's like after he kind of spews his right, uh, spews his you know drama or thoughts, his, yeah, his thoughts to, It's like I, I, you know, like I just, just want to switch. Play. Yeah, I just want to yeah, switch it's... and throw my solutions at him, and I just want to look, look, man, look, look, man, life's too short to be doing, you know, to to worry about that stuff. Let's just let's let's get out of this funk and let's keep going, you know. And I think I know why. I, th- I, I, I the the only thing I can think of where you're going through this is I, I could be wrong, but I think what it is is when you listen to let's say twenty thirty minutes and maybe things is you've been through adversity, right? So maybe you going through the adversity knowing that hey, I went I went through this. I'm all eager because I know hey I I, I it can work, right? You know every, anything's possible, and right. your friend your friend's thinking like huh. Because that's right. what he's probably saying in his head. Like, why are you throwing these solutions? These are two different equations. And right. that's where it, it's nothing wrong you're doing because you are if – you, if, you, if, you, if you just talk first and start throwing, that's, that's a problem. But because you're still listening, it's not that hard of a fix. I think in your case – I can't speak to it 100%, but in your case, what I would do if I had that problem is write all those solutions down or, or keep them in your head and DM them in a suggested list, hey man, here's some some things. Here's some suggestions. Instead of saying do this and do that, life's too short. Write a suggested list after the call, send it to him, and then he's gonna be, oh man, he's he's looking out. And it, right. It's little things like that that's going to change the way you see and view not only the world but how you approach these situations. It's it's a little bit. This is like critical thinking. It's a little bit critical thinking, but it's also just. Not even, you know, I always like innovating, but it's not innovating. This is just, hey, write some things down, send it in a suggestion box, and you'll be good. Because that's how I sometimes have to play these situations. Because there's some situations I, where I'm not really somebody who has been through major, you know, fear adversity. So people come to me and say, hey, man, can you just give me like an hour? I'll give them an hour to vent. I'll tell them some suggestions. And then usually I'll just talk about consulting not really just saying dude i just say hey what could you what can you do in the next couple calls that we can talk and have more of a meaningful this is like an ender a meaningful conversation think of some things you could do just think of some things that you can make this problem a little bit less serious let me know and if you have something feel free to just text me anytime right you got to reassure to make sure you have the assurance i think that's what it is because Sometimes when you try to have the assurance in the beginning, you got this. It's all about just putting that. So you're trying. I know your heart's big enough where you're just saying, hey, I can do it. I can make it happen. It's going to be. It's the opposite. You don't want that assurance. You want to reassure yourself first, then assure. And we talked about how I'm pretty sure in our previous episodes, you got to find yourself first, then help others. I think you taught this on your dating rant, too. You got to find yourself first in a sense that, hey, even got to call myself now. So the other person doesn't get worked up about you just kind of going directly off on them. It's a weird, it's, it, it is a lot of psychology, but at the end of the day, you have to play like that. So you don't have, you know, fears or even them getting fear or alive. Say, I can't talk to this guy anymore. You know? Right. Right. For sure, man. Well, for sure. Well, I mean, damn, man. Uh, well, this is, uh, this is, this is a great, uh, definitely a great topic, man. Thank you for, uh, you know, sharing oh, yeah. me your thoughts on, you know, your, uh, your opinions about fear, you know, cause it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting 
it's subjective very, for sure. Very for sure subjective. Like like my fears and your fears are completely different. Right. You know, I mean we probably have the same some some similar fears, like oh we're probably scared of alligators or sharks or something. <laughs> but yes. You know, I don't want to yeah. get bit by a shark, you know, I'm sure you know, but no. then, yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, oh, I might be really scared to like talk to random strangers where you, you know, you, you don't have a problem with that. You called me straight up, like <laughs> out of the blue, like you just hit me up. So, uh, I mean, you know, um, yeah, yeah well, I, know. That, I guess that's, that is one that now this is the thing though. Sometimes I have a fear <laughs> of talking with close people on small talk. You see, that's something that, that maybe you don't have because you got to think about since, oh, yeah. since I'm, I'm, you know, expressing my views to strangers, you guys value my opinions. Whereas my fear here is like, all right, well, I'll give you an example. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, what is this motivational stuff you're saying? You weren't like this two years ago. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I can't go back to that, man. I don't understand. I don't, I can't, I can't, I can't go back to this small talk anymore. It's just like, once you, once you get hooked into it, this big talk, it, it's like, uh, it's like an addiction. It's not, not, it, this is like the best addiction, man, I'll be honest with you. You know, talking with random people at my age, it, it, it's very rare. So I, right. I know I'm very gifted in that. But at the end of the day, when I go back to normal, it's like, ah, oh, jeez, I got to go back to normal people. It's like, all right, well, what can I, what can I muster up here so I let people don't think I'm 40? But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's a small thing I'm working on. I'm, I'm actually, I'm constantly working on something that is not going to come easy. But the good thing for me is eventually I'll get out of that range where, I won't have to worry about talking to people my age, and I'll start talking to more older people, and then it'll just come natural. So it's a it's a temporary thing, but you know I'll work my way around it, and we'll get there. Yeah, I'll find yeah, a way for sure. You'll find a way, man, and you got a whole bunch of time on your hands, man. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, since uh, it's seven thirty right now, let's switch gears a little bit. Recharge, and, uh, recharge, and. and I mean, I think recharge is really interesting too because it's like, oh, I that's really, universal. Yeah, and and like at first earlier, it's like, dang, I I came, in, you know, I went to work at uh went to work at in the morning at like eight thirty, and usually I get out by I get out by five, but today I had to stay till six, so I'm all like, damn, I I stayed an extra hour at work today, and I'm like super tired, and I'm all like walking home or taking the train, and I'm thinking like. I still got to do a podcast with my boy KT and man, like I really didn't uh, like, not that I didn't want to, but I was just like, man, you know, I can't wait for the day to be over kind of a thing. Yeah. But, but you know, like after talking to you, I feel like I've recharged. I don't know if that's making sense. No, sometimes I'll give you my thoughts and I'll I'll explain your recharge is a, actually would inspire recharge in my opinion was, uh, my IG post, which it's very rare to, you know, uh, tag me here. <laughs> but the, the post that I, I kind of went off was, um, here it is. It's over the past five years, I feel Sundays have meant more than me in my personal development rather than any work or trying to make things happen. So let me explain the background why we're talking about recharge. I feel that day in particular is, is a day of recharge. You don't really expect people to be going hardcore on Sunday. Most of the time, you think of Sunday, it's like, oh, church. You, know, right. you think church, you think, you think I, just a day to recharge. For me, my ritual is it's Sunday, it's chore day. <laughs> you know, the best, day, the best time to do chores for me is a Sunday because it's a, it's a relaxable day. There's nothing going on. But I also don't want to be dead bored and be like, oh, what do I do? 
So, especially in the springtime when I have more options, uh, it's chores is even. I'm happy to do chores in the spring, especially because it's nice and it's nice and tempered out here, and it's a relaxing. It's relaxing to me just doing chores, folding laundry, window washing. I don't care washing the car. Any any type of chore to me doesn't bother me unless it's like. I don't know, hundred even a hundred lawns doesn't bother me. In a sense, okay. where it's like I'm doing, I'm doing something, I'm doing something to really relax myself on a Sunday. Now, recharge. Now, shifting gears here, other than the post, recharge in general is important. You know, we, we talk about in our uh, lives that oh, we've got to get eight hours of sleep. You got to get nine hours to make sure you get. You know, that's great, you know, but. End of the day, I've seen some people function off of four. Mm. It doesn't make sense to me, but I, I, I'm not going to be like, hey, man, dude, you got to get No. If you can function off of four, then go for it. There's nothing I can really say otherwise. <laughs> but recharge, I think, it's a, it goes back to what we talked about a long time, is giving your body, giving your mind, giving your mindset, heart, whatever the case may be, giving your senses, touch, feel, hear, smell, just... Giving your senses and body saying, hey, we need to take a break. It's fine to take a break. There's nothing wrong with getting off this laser hustle mode. I mean, I, I don't like when people say, dude, it's hustle mode 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great, but it doesn't get you anywhere. You need to recharge. I, mean, right. I, I, know, I know it's like, oh, it's robotic talk. Well, listen, I, I don't care what I, people say. We are kind of in a sense like, hey, we have a battery. Our, our battery life in our brain is like, Hey, hey, buddy, you got to start sleeping more. Or, hey, buddy, take a day to yourself <laughs> or slow right. down. It, your brain is saying slow down. What's really, what, uh, this sometimes happens to me. It was really, especially uh, now that I finally grow, as I grow, I'm starting to realize more. When I was younger, it's like my brain, hey, slow down. It's nothing about sleep. Sleep, I get good sleep, but it's like slow down. You keep, you keep moving like crazy. And your heart says, that's the reason. Your heart's like, I got the passion to do it. Your brain, you got to slow it down. Eventually, you got to pick a day where you need to take that day off. You pick a Sunday because Sunday, all you got to do is relax. Just take a day to where you do light chores or a light, passionate activity. Take the recharge your battery day. And then Monday, your battery is 100%. It's like a phone or a robot. Now you're all recharged and gassed up to do what you got to do. And once you're recharged up, man, let me tell you, that's how you crush a Monday. You, you stay, you stayed in that workflow mode because you're doing chores. It stimulates the mind. It stimulates patience when you're doing laundry. It stimulates, uh, what is it, consistency when you're vacuuming every little spot. It stimulates so many things when you're doing these chores. And then on Monday, you're still in that mode. Another thing mm. I don't advise either is on a Sunday. This is something I would never do. I, I personally am one that don't. I, I feel like a day is wasted. Or I wake up past uh, nine o'clock or more. That's just my belief. Just, I feel like this day is wasted. I, I, I lost it. What's wrong with me? But that's fine. Some days I have to accept that. It's very rare. That I have to accept that. I went maybe nine thirty. Accepted. But don't also be. Like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know, sleep at three a.m. Wake up at four o'clock. You can't do that either because then you gotta go to work next day or school next day. It's like I'm gonna do the same thing. You can't. <laughs> You're going to be a mess. So you have to just use your – it's like it's like too much of anything is no good. Use your moderation in proportion. Use your recharge day to do light activity, 
recharge your mind, uh, recharge your body, recharge your soul. Do those three things, you're good. Meditation, I've heard works. I've heard of yoga. I, that's fine. As long as it's not too strenuous. If it's, too, too, if it's anything too strenuous, save that for a Saturday or whatever day you should. <laughs> save that for a day where it's not your recharge. If anything, I'm going to say over 90% you're putting max effort. You got to save that for another day. But if it's anything less than 50, anything less than 50 is a recharge day. Because then you're just not, you're not going, chores is not 100% all the time. It's just, uh, I'm using maybe 30% of energy. Just save it. I think, I think, right. I think, I think saving energy and saving, especially when you're young and you learn that balance, you'll, you'll realize later in life, I think taking those recharge days become uh, more, more uh, easier on your body and your mind. I think it's something to do with uh, having a routine, just yes. in general. Yes. Like, like for me, I like to go running. I like to go for a jog, a uh, three mile jog, which there is, you go. Take, takes me maybe uh, thirty minutes tops. About nine uh, minutes. Yeah, nine minutes a mile. Yeah, about nine minutes. Nine minutes a mile, and uh, I feel like you know, like doing those types of things is what gets me kind of recharged also yeah meditation for sure that's the big warnings yeah i definitely when i wake up in the morning i after doing a meditation it's like it's almost like i'm not tired like i don't want to go back to sleep feel exhilarating i hear you yeah like i'm I'm good to go uh and and the same thing with running and so it's like yeah you definitely need to have these types of routines to uh help you kind of i guess keep your I guess keep your body and keep your in tip top peak performance. Yes. So, uh, yeah, man. And then like, yeah, like you said, when you're like, uh, you know, doing very strenuous things. Yeah. um, That's the stuff that really like, you know, uh, get that, get the recharge. Yeah. You can't get the recharge. And so, so yeah, like you say that stuff for Friday, Saturday, you go out, you know, like, uh, like for me, I go, Oh, like, I, I, I've been trying to cut it down to once a month, which is like, oh, like going to clubs or going to bars and drink and, you know, hang out with the homies and stuff. Keeping that to once a month because that is really draining. Right. Like, like, like literally doing one night of that, like it takes my whole weekend to like uh, to like sleep it off. You know, got to drink enough water, hangover, got to get over the hangover. And. And then when Monday and when Monday comes around, it's like, oh, okay, I, I'm 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 a little bit better. Like I'm sobered up and I'm ready to go. But yeah, yeah. Back Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like no, yeah, oh, where's on you? It it does it, especially if you're. I mean, you're just talking from like an 18 year old standpoint, right? Like I'm speaking from a 40 year old guy. It right, right, right. really, it, you really don't recover from that shit. So, um, and and I feel like, oh, if I like went back to like, oh, running t- twice or three times a week, and and meditating every day and going to sleep early, you know, every day yeah. like sleeping at nine or ten o'clock, like that shit right there really helps you recharge. So, yes, I, I I'm in in complete agreement with you over here about recharging. Like you really. Um, you should be doing it. Uh, you should be recharging every night when you go to sleep. Right. The thing is, you know, like a lot of times people are like, oh, like, oh, I, I'm, you know, I need to, 
yes, I need to like unwind and I need to like kind of just like be lazy. So we end up like sleeping at like one. And that's when it gets into your recharging, you know, like, right. You can't, uh, like, you can't function at that time. You, yeah. You can't function, you know, like the next day because if you're sleeping at 1 a.m. Yeah. And, and, and now this is something I have to kind of describe. Now, if you are doing something, if you have to do, if you have to work or you have to do some like night shift at 1 a.m., that's different. Like that, we're not talking about that. Then you got to, I know a bunch of construction workers or uh, pavers right, in the summertime. Right, right, right. You got to do that. I, I don't want you guys going. I mean, that's what they do. They don't want people going in a, I don't know, 2,500 degree asphalt and a 100 degree day at 8 o'clock, you know, right. in a day. A different story. That's different. But if you're right, if you're a regular person, you can, listen, I don't care who you are, your body can't function at 1 a.m. The only exception is if you, accidentally take a nap at four o'clock in the day and then you're wide awake or jet lag. That's the only time you're going to have to unfortunately do, you know, deal with that situation of one o'clock in the morning. I'm up, but unless you accidentally fall asleep in the day or you have jet lag because of a trip, you got to use those hours to recharge. And the, the best way to do it, this is something I for sleep. I'm not a sleep guy. I, I know it seems like I know about this a lot, but I'm not the expert here, but, some things to help your sleeping habits, I guess you could say, is uh, walking before you go to bed. Now, I'm not saying you have to go walk around 7 o'clock at night. I'm just saying, or like outside. I mean walking in the sense that you walk your mind. Try to think of as many things that just say, okay, well, I got to write this down tomorrow. I'm like, oh, I got I to get it done. I gotta get... Well, just walk your mind into something where you can just do it. You know, walk your mind in a sense where... You have these thoughts, keep keep passing those thoughts in your head. It's okay to keep just keep thinking and thinking because that will tire you out. The more you keep thinking and saying, Hey, I'm just gonna push that off tomorrow. I'm just thinking about other things that I'm just passionate about. It wears your mind out to say, Okay, time to recharge, bedtime. Uh, another thing I always do before bed is put my phone in night shift mode. Yeah. I know yeah. it's I love that that mode <laughs> i got a lot of modes but that that mode does me wonders and the reason why that mode does me wonder we're in nice shift mode right now as we talk and the reason why is you don't have that blue light and what's going on with that is the this is a study i think blue light is a yeah, it's not a cancer causer but it keeps you it, it keeps you up it keeps you up for hours the study is you have blue light after six thirty whenever you get dark again whenever you get dark put the night shift on it's like a half hour before sunset or right at sunset in the winter case. And just keep it on all night. And just tell, do, do, do a day where you have the blue light on and blue light off the night shift. You'll feel more recharged because you don't have that exposure to your eyes. Uh, another thing I do before bed sometimes, this is, this is optional because I know I live in a climate where I can't do it sometimes in the winter, but I actually do take a physical walk outside before bed. Okay. Whether it be, yeah, whether it be taking the trash out, whether it be a quick, just, I don't know, quick, you know, uh, walk around the block with my thoughts, hop in, brush my teeth, go into bed, and I'd sleep like a baby. <laughs> that's yeah. that's something I do. Uh, what else do I do? Do you eat? Uh, uh, no. I, I've actually, I've, I've actually, this is a problem. I, I still have this problem, but you don't, you're not supposed to eat a snack or a, a big meal. Yes. For six correct. hours. Yeah, that's because correct. your digestion. So what Digestion. I've done now... Don't I've overstuff done, yourself, dude. Oh, you know, I, 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 I'm I, easy. I'm pretty easy going with that. But 
the 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 thing I'm doing now is actually I'm calling water fasting. Is sometimes after eight o'clock or seven o'clock, I'm just going to drink two, three, four bottles of water, mm. and that's fine. It's, it's water fasting. Is you just replace what you got and just drink the water, you know, do your thing, and then go to bed. And that's something that's been working for me recently. Other nights like this when we got to the show because I have energy, but. Uh, it's working for me because the next day I realized that, Hey, I'm more, I'm more charged than ever yeah. because the water in your body at night, you, you sweat when you, I don't care what you sweat when you sleep. You think about it, you're sweating somewhere in your body or you're sweating, especially at night. And you got to take a shower. That's why you want to get to take a shower in the morning because you're sticky no matter what, especially in the winter and in the summer to the winter, you got so many blankets under you, at least in my area, you're going to sweat the summer. It's just naturally hot. That's why I take a shower. But if you can just drink enough water, Sure, you're going to sweat that out, but you're going to feel more recharged to do more things in the morning. That's why people say we're not a morning person, because they're not taking necessary steps at night before to make it the morning person. Yeah, I know. That's, and that's, that's definitely true. And that's, and that's it, man. Because, listen, night owl mode and, and evening mode is great. I mean, I, the, to me, the best time to get the best out of my mornings is the night before. Pre- preparation is key in this. I mean... Knowing your body and knowing that you have to go to bed and sometimes forcing yourself to go to bed at a certain time, it's hard. I understand that. But if you can do those simple tricks, make it happen. Oh, one more thing. before This is like uh, real quick for sleeping habits. Another thing that I, I've always heard, and this is the nightlight theory. This is the nightlight work. Sometimes that works. I, I used to think that. Well, I stopped doing that like last year. So what I do is I just try to keep the room dark. We try to, especially mm. at, at my places, keep as many lights off as possible. Let's say after eight. And the way that works is your body will be used to the light even, that there's no light in the house. And you make sure you're not no electronics because that's her damages, right? But if you just sit there in the dark for like 20 minutes, just sit there in the dark for 20 minutes, let's say at 8.30 and your lights are off, they're going to feel drowsy. You're going to feel sleepy. That'll knock you out right quick because now you're you're used to the darkness. There's nothing there. What are you gonna do? You got no phone. You got nothing on you. Well, your couch is there, but just make sure you, before you get into that drowsy and you're just gonna fall over state. Get to your bed and you can go right to bed like that. There's a lot of tricks to do it, and I suggest definitely if you live in a cold climate. Uh, it's a little easier actually at night because you want to get into the warm bed, but in the summer, it's like, all right, do those things. So you don't have to worry about sleep paralysis and you're a zombie the next morning, you know? Yeah, sure. Man, there's, <laughs> oh, man, you know, you got KT here you know, letting us know what, <laughs> how to, how to, you know, how to recharge. Conquer your sleep. Yeah, yeah no, but, definitely. I, and pepper, preparation is the key. Like, not just oh, like yeah. anything like in life <laughs> if you're prepared like you could conquer almost anything if you're not prepared you're you're almost most likely gonna fail so yes you know if you guys understand that and like know about like you know and if you're gonna if you want to have a good uh good start of the day like you definitely need to have a good night's rest recharge you know Eat, routine eat, routine yeah. eat right exercise you know always keep the mind and body sharp you you know you're and, and you're you'll you'll have the energy to like conquer the day so 
there you guys have it, man. Um, you know, topic on fear and topic on recharge. Hey, KT, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the time. I know it's getting late for you over there. Dude, yeah. I really appreciate you listening to that, you know, dating rant series. Um, yeah, I, 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 just question. Up, I just put up segment six, like, just, just now, like, not too long ago. So I'll give you a yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a listen. I I I published your call in and I've answered your your question on this segment as well. So give it a listen and um, yeah, man. If you got any more questions, call in, man. I really appreciate you. Yeah, no worries, man. I'll definitely uh, call when I get a chance to the audience out there. Let uh, let Uncle Mike know. You know what's your recharge mentality? What's your fears? Yes. Well, actually, what's your fears? If it's if it's too personal, don't do it. But if it's uh, something, we can be universal. Let us know. We can see if we can connect here. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, KT. All right, all right guys. Clever. It was good talking to you, and uh, we'll we'll do this again next time. All right, KT. Yeah, man. All right, peace. All right. Um. So I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. There, it was about an hour long. So appreciate you guys. You know, taking the time to listen to it. Um. But um. You know, let me know what you guys think. Uh, call in. Let us know. You know, let me know what you think of uh, fear, or what's your um, what is your fear, and what do you do to try to overcome it? You know, definitely publish your uh, messages on to the episode as well. Uh, but um, I think, uh, yeah, again, fear is just one of those things like. You shouldn't be so scared of it. I understand, you know, it's something very uncomfortable, whatever it is that you fear. Um, But I would say the first thing to do is like, you know, respect it and then go from there and, and face it and try to deal with it the best way you know how. Um, If you need help, you know, don't be afraid to go out and get that help to overcome the fear. Because, like I said, you know, life is really too short to, like, um, always be in fear of something that you, you don't even know why you're scared. Or maybe you, had, you were traumatized a little bit while when you were younger. But it's like, you know, time's passed. You, you're, you're stronger now. You're older. You're more mature. You know, like, you know, don't sell yourself short. You know, um, and, and and think that this fear is forever going to have a grip over you. And because of that, like your, you know, your life is, is just the way it is. And it can't it, it cannot improve like because it can, you know, if, if you really want to have a fulfilling life, you know, it's like confer- conquering your fears is like one of the best things uh, to Uh, having a very fulfilling life you know it's like you were once scared and now you're not you're once in a dark place and now you're in a much better place you know it's like you you've been you kind of been through the bottom you've been you've been at the bottom you bottomed out and you know you're on an uptick and you know you you face your fears head on and you know whatever comes your way comes your way but you get back up and you keep fighting you know and, uh, you know, that's that's when you become a, a better human being, a better human to 
you know, you're better to yourself, you're better to the people around you, you're better to society. So, um, that's pretty much what I have about, uh, this topic here on fear. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, you know, folks out there with questions or, uh, experiences with their fears and are not afraid to share it, please do call in. Okay. Uh, all right. Thanks again for listening guys. And I will talk to you guys again soon. All right. Peace out. I would like to know what uh, posture syndrome is, please. Uh, I think I understand about analysis paralysis. Okay, guys, I must disagree with you right now. So the concept of I don't need a problem solver, I just need someone to talk to applies to women. Uh, when I ask a friend, I expect him to have to come with a full SWOT analysis. Uh, by mean by that, I, this is a business term: strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and. Um, I can't remember what T stands for, but SWOT. SWOT analysis of uh, possibilities for my problem. Uh, Otherwise, I wouldn't call him. I wouldn't call to vent out to anybody just to talk. I just need help. I guess that's what traditional men do. Uh, And I know women, when... Whenever I'm trying to help a woman, she just dishes me out, says, I just wanted to, to, to speak to you. And I just. So I really liked uh, Katie's suggestion of uh, writing a separate email to a friend and therefore making those suggestions in a written fashion in a kind of a cold way after the heated discussion or heated uh, meeting. I never thought of that, actually, because I thought everything had to be uh, done and dealt within the meeting, uh, that particular meeting or the particular phone call. So um, it would be something worth looking into, I guess, next time I'm trying to be the white knight or, I don't know, a savior. What a lousy song choice. I thought you were going to choose the original one from the 80s, which was awesome, actually, uh, with loads of synthesizers uh, that I particularly loved, but you chose some sort of hip-hop version. I'm, I'm really disappointed by your music choice, I must say. Yo, Anchor Nation, what is up? I just want to respond to EDM Freak Beats, uh, EDM, uh, IS. I do appreciate you hitting me back uh, after listening to this particular episode about fear. And I just, uh, you know, got your messages. I published them and I want to answer them, you know, uh, I guess in the order that I tried to uh, answer them. But uh, first of all, yeah, man, uh, I'm yeah, I, I do apologize about the music choice. <laughs> hey, man, that's a great song. Don't get me wrong. The 80s was, the, you know, great, great song. I mean, there's a reason why it was uh, sampled again. It was resampled by the hip hop artists and, you know, turned into um, a hip hop song. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, the Federation, they are a Bay Area um, 
uh, hip hop conglomerate, uh, you know, with uh, various Bay Area rappers uh, coming together to, um, you know, create this rap group. And they've been around since the early 2000s. And the guy that's kind of heading the whole movement was or is uh, still E-40, who who is a, I don't know if you know him, E-40. I I believe Two Short's also part of this um, uh, federation group. But E-40 is a, you know, big name in the Bay Area. So I follow him and, uh, you know, I listen to his music and, you know, we get hyphy over here. So, you know, bear with <laughs> bear with my music choice, man. Uh, you know, like I, my, my music choice is definitely not up there like yours. Um, also, so I want to like kind of just go through the various um, questions you had about our uh, about our discussion uh, of fear and um so first of all the everyday posturing that that might be something i think kt would be better off answering i don't want to you know go into this uh giving the wrong answer about what exactly he meant uh by uh posturing um but as far as i guess um our disagreement about why you or a lot of people would rather come to when they want to speak, they're looking for some sort of a solution. Uh, I, I totally get where you're coming from because I too am like that. I, you know, if I talk to someone, I, I kind of would want some sort of feedback, some sort of um, um, solution to my problem. Uh, that's why I I go and I ask. But you know, to be fair, I don't think every it, 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 that's necessarily every time. I think sometimes it's just nice to have someone kind of listen to you, some kind some kind of you know uh, person there that just that is willing to be at your side or be by my side to kind of you know, dwell in the, uh, dwell in the pain with me. Uh, I, I really don't see a problem with that. I know like what what you were saying with women and men, there's a difference because women for sure, uh, more times than not, they prefer to have that while men are like, when they, when they speak of their problems, they're kind of looking for a solution, kind of like what you were saying. But uh, I, I do want to say, like, not everybody's like that. It's not super black and white. I feel it's not super black and white. And um, I think Jordan Peter Jordan Peterson also kind of speaks on this a little bit too about how um, you know if you're talking to a friend and you're you know you're your and your friend is having a, a a tough time, you know, tough pain. Like like for example, your 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 friend just lost a parent you know his parents just passed away it's like you know in that moment what what do you do in that moment like am i am i trying to like help you solve a problem am i trying to help you tell you like oh it's okay everybody dies <laughs> you know or am i gonna just sit there and just like dwell in the pain with you and you know like perhaps uh do my best to somewhat cheer you up somewhat tell you 
uh, certain anecdotes and certain stories about like, oh, I remember meeting your dad and, you know, how funny he was, that kind of thing. So I, I don't, um, uh, I mean, we could agree to disagree, but I don't always see, um, you know, I don't always see like when someone venting their problems, they're, they're looking for a solution. I, uh, I, th- I think it's a good idea to always ask the question like, hey, you want me to listen or do you want me to solve the problem? You want me to give you advice or do you want me to just sit there with you and kind of just listen and try to understand where you're coming from? So I would start there um, with that in terms of, uh, you know, speaking problems, you know, speak venting to somebody and, uh, you know, whether or not you want to help them or you want to just sit there and listen. Uh, also, uh, yeah, like uh, what KT uh, pointed out about the uh, solutions about like sometimes writing an email or, or you know, like contacting someone uh, via, you know, uh, through email or through messaging to kind of um, clear the air, I guess, to, you know, after a, a, a meeting, after a heated argument, after something, it's like, you know, nothing, especially when two people are mad, right? There's no way you can actually get things solved because both people are kind of stubborn. Both people are kind of feel, both parties feel offended by the other party so it's like you know there's all these like mixed feelings and mixed emotions up in the air and you know we have certain resentments for one another so sometimes it's a good idea to be like okay let's let's just like be done with the meeting today and kind of cool off and come back a little bit more level-headed and you know a good way to uh, I guess uh, I guess extend the olive branch you know would be sending out an email writing something and just like hey i i thought about what you said and this is what i think xyz i hope you you know there's some sort of uh, understanding at least at this point in time anyways so um there's no sort of like i guess there's no you know uh, misunderstanding or miscommunication because a lot of times when two people come together and they they start getting into argue heated arguments it's just yeah man a lot of stuff like goes one goes in one ear goes out the other right even or or even when you're reading right so it's it's kind of it kind of reminds me of that that whole dating rant that i did you know that happened to me you know and talking with uh talking with helen you know and just like we were we were totally reacting and not coming from a place of understanding like both sides i want i want to say so that's pretty much where uh i'm at and and what i have uh, for you is i hope that this helps um what i'm going to try to do is i'm going to uh have uh kt uh, answer that question about um um, what would you call it? The crap, I forgot. <laughs> um, it was about the uh, everyday posturing. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, also the, yeah, the SWAT you were referring to, SWOT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So, you know, for every problem, you know, it's like we try to tackle 
we try to tackle uh, the problem with this with this model, which is what are the strengths, the weaknesses, what are the opportunities, and what are the threats. So, um, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, let me know what you think. I've uh, I'm going to publish this right now. All right, later. Welcome, boy. Hey, KT, how are you, sir? Good, old man. Good. Good, good, good. Finished up with your uh, council? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't even call it that. It's just not really, like, it's not even the up thing. It's like my buddy. I hate to say following my footsteps, but he's doing something similar to me, interviewing people, but he's catching up one minute at a time. Okay. It's an inter- it's interesting. I'll, I'll explain it to you in private, probably. <laughs> Just I would I would announce it on air, but okay. I'll explain it to you in private just to kind of understand what's going on. Then one day when we talk next, I'll explain what he's doing. Cool, 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 cool. So, so uh, we're uh, but we're here for uh, yes, freak beats. We're here for freak beats, and we're res- doing a little responding. I already did my response. Uh, I I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it, but it's right. I, I you know I'm just speaking. it's a little bit. Yeah, I'm just speaking it from my my point of view. But uh, right, uh, wanted to get your thoughts on this as well uh, about some of the questions. I don't know if you did you get a chance to listen to Freak Beats uh, uh, voice message uh, a little bit. I only got to hear like my part where you say he liked were uh, about writing it down like the email. Yeah, after the, after, I like that part, but the rest it was hard for me to understand. I don't know, maybe his mic was kind of messed, maybe my volume is kind of weird. So if you want to set the stage, I'll answer it though. Segments. That's um. Fun. Well, he said, "Uh, geez, I have to look at the questions too." Right. Right. It's Crap. not easy. To... Um. Hold on one second. Let me try to see if I could pull it up on my laptop. But uh, how's how's uh how's everything been, man? Oh man, absolutely grinding. Uh, <laughs> the up has been uh it's been an adventure. <laughs> You've been uh, back at are, – are you already back in school or – Oh, yeah, dude. I've been uh, – I still manage this pretty well. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to – it's hard to kind of know when I'm on laser mode or not because I've been adding new elements of, okay, I can do this type of work and then I could also do this type of work and balancing laser mode between up mode or laser mode and X mode, whatever the case I'm doing. So sure. time management's definitely been uh, – been really good this year can't complain hey that's good man time management that's something oh, we're talking we about probably... that yeah oh yeah awesome yeah that's definitely something uh that we should talk about too it's probably something i should probably dive into uh, uh personally myself to just um get the feel for it yeah yeah time management i think it's something i'm working on but i still struggle with till this day not easy i hear you it's not easy, man. It is so like difficult. I think f- for people in general to like kind of get out of the mode of like the lazy mode. Oh, okay. Especially like like okay, you you went to school all day, you know, you you you, you put in, you know, you 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 went to four classes and you come home. You kind of want to just unwind and watch TV. Or play video games, you know? Like, I think a lot of people do this. A lot of people just, like, I want to come home and I want to just, like, 
kill like two hours <laughs> of, oh, yeah. of, of, of my of my day just like watching TV, zone out, watch YouTube, play video games or something like that. Uh, but I mean, you know, can you cut it down to one hour? You know, and then you could put you know you could put your other hour just towards something more productive, like right. start start on your homework or start on that business plan that you've been you know really wanting to do, or you know like or focus on some sort of passion that you really want to you know work on and stuff. But you know, a lot yeah, of, you know it's so easy to just talk about it. It's so easy to just like yeah, yeah, I'm you know get motivated and get do it, you know. But then when uh, it comes to doing it, oh. That's a t- totally different story. Yeah, I go by the mindset that for me, if if I'm procrastinating, which is it's very rare, if I feel like I'm procrastinating at any point, I I just I can't do it. Like I can't I can't see myself just slacking off. I mean, I, I of course I I I take my time. Like I'll take my time when I have absolutely nothing to do, free time. But. Even on my free time, I'm still DMing people for content. I'm still thinking of what's the next possible scheme, what's the next move. You know, it's. It, I feel like it keeps me going. Whereas, no, I, where if I just stay dormant, it's like I'm a sleeping tree. I don't want to sleep. You know. No, it's true, and I think it has to do with uh, you know uh, practice and discipline, and you know, like every day doing it, doing something every day. It's almost like. Uh, brushing your teeth or -hmm. making your bed, you know, like if you incorporate it into your day, into your daily routine, um, you'll feel like crap if you don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You, you almost feel like you're neglecting yourself and your full untapped potential. (laughs) Absolutely. And I I think that that's the worst thing you can do. It's uh, actually, no, let's, let's not talk too much because I want to save you for the time management. Oh yeah, for sure. Perfect, yeah, so perfect. let's get let's get the free piece so we don't forget. <laughs> okay, so here's his first uh, here's his first question, right? Uh, which is about everyday posturing. Okay, let's try to play this up. I would like to know what uh, posture syndrome is, please. Uh, I think I understand about analysis paralysis. Okay. Okay, so that's that's his that's his first question. That was posture, uh, I guess posturing. Not sure what that imposter syndrome or posturing. Posture syndrome, yeah, posture syndrome, oh, or, imp- or the uh, or okay. So he, I think he understood what the what is it uh, analysis? Oh, of, analysis paralysis. Yes, okay. paralysis. Okay. So I, I guess, guess basically you uh. IS Freepeaks wants you to kind of dive into that and, and explain a, a, little, a little bit more about what uh, analysis paralysis, the paralysis of over analysis. Okay, what, so what he, means. he doesn't get analysis paralysis? Is mm-hmm. that what we're going? Okay. Uh, I thought he didn't get imposter syndrome. Um, well, I think that's kind of the same thing. If, if You know, uh, it's, it sounds like it might be the same thing. Okay, here's my definition of analysis paralysis. Analysis paralysis is when you look at something and you just keep having these thoughts. You just keep going, going, going. You keep overthinking things and you're really just stuck in a rut. You don't go anywhere. And you analyze to the core like until you can't analyze anymore. And when you realize when you analyze too much, you don't have really uh, an untapped potential to go in full force with effects of it. You're basically too analytical you anal- you analyze your the situation yourself so much you forgot about the whole task of the main concept. 
Imposter syndrome is completely different, actually. Imposter syndrome is, well, fake it till you make it is, is a is is technically one of the terms you could use. But imposter syndrome is you're trying to be somebody on social or somebody in real life that you're not. So I'll give you an example. You're trying to be, um, I don't know, a, a celebrity when you're really not, or you're trying to be somebody who hustles and grinds, does the you know work when you're just doing nothing. Okay. That that's what you understand that right before I go any further. I yes yes yes. yes. Okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. So the answer freebie was that. The answer freebie's question, uh, imposter syndrome. I guess we we have to kind of tie it back to the last conversation we had about what what was our last conversation? <laughs> Fear. Oh, fair. Oh, okay. I think that's. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's it's hard to it's hard to connect. But once you give me that keyword, I know how to connect it. So the answer to the question about imposter syndrome to fear, you sometimes don't fear when you actually fear, or you fear when you don't fear. What I mean by that is, say, example, you fear. Uh, I guess this has been a hot commodity talking to girls. Okay. You, you guys have the analysis of the dating rate, which I got to listen to yeah. part nine. Yeah. Uh, uh, you got the fear there. So you you have this and you're saying, okay, well, I know I got this fear, but let me play cool. Let me try to be the cool guy and just, you know, play cool. Have no, that, That's your problem. You're trying to play it cool when you actually have a fear and not taking it step by step to acknowledge the problem is the mm. problem because, mm. because that's the problem. Because when you try to be someone else you're not, where does that always lead to? Nowhere. You, you're not. Near, you're not comfortable in your own skin. Your body is, and your skin is literally, you know, shedding like a snake. It doesn't want to be in this position yet. You've put yourself in this position. How do you get out of it? There's only two ways to get out of imposter syndrome, and one's easy, one's not. My my personal opinion: the easiest way to get once you diagnose that you're not, you're not, you're not in your own comfortable skin. Just get out of it. It's simple. As long as you haven't progress so far and you're in early stages it's easier just get out of it not big deal the problem is when you analyze again to the syndrome and it's like oh man you're 20 steps in how do you get out of that you have to basically the only way to get out of it is you have to retrace your steps and say why did i get this in the first place and try to analyze it to it just why did i get as soon as you got that answer just just kind of realize that hey don't do it again and get out of it. It looks easy, right? The problem is how are you going to retrace your steps and how are you going to know why did I get in the first place? Because when you get in so deep, you're caught up in the moment. Psychologically, you think life's happening quick. But yeah. in reality, you got to take a step back and realize that to get to go back, you first must understand the present time and then understand the time complexity of what you did in the in the first stages and you can get that early detection like i said it's great if not you're like i don't know 20 steps in that's when you got to revamp your style and realize that hey things are not as what it seems and i gotta get back to my own comfortable snakeskin in lack of better words right right no that's uh okay okay uh, I, I start, I'm starting to uh, understand um, mm-hmm. what imposter syndrome is. Um, yeah, impo- imposter syndrome. Yeah, that's man. That's yeah. That, I mean, it is true, and then a lot of, and especially with with uh, with me going through 
you know, the, having this fear, you know, and then like trying to attack, right, right, attack right. the fear by, um, but you're not rushing, which right, is good. right. But you know, sometimes you rush and you can't. You, oh, you, yeah, you know, yeah, you you yeah. don't know, or you or you're you're kind of in panic mode, and you just you just kind of revert to default. It, it you know. You're, you know, to try to play it cool and you're trying, you're, tr- you know, all of a sudden you're trying too hard and all of a sudden people could just see it, uh, that you're, that you're a try hard and, you know, you're, you're not really being authentic. Uh, so, so, you know, I think it's definitely good to, like you say, kind of take a step back and look at what exactly your, you know, was the issue. Like what's causing you to behave a certain way, and try to minimize it moving forward, you know, or just eliminate altogether. You know, that's that's the no, that's the, that is the ultimate goal. goal you know, but you know, yeah. but uh, uh, you know, you for people out there, you know, it's just you got to take baby steps, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's the key. Now, yeah, the only way you can eliminate altogether is if you, like I said, if you're really early in detection and you know you're not in your own skin, you got to eliminate that imposter syndrome if you're early in the game but if you're late you gotta retrace it slowly absolutely for sure okay great so let's move on to the next question that or the next message that uh freak beats had for us go for it go for it must disagree with you right now so the concept of i don't need a problem solver i just need someone to talk to applies to women uh, when I ask a friend, I expect him to have to come with a full SWOT analysis. Uh, by mean by that, uh, this is a business term: strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and um, I can't remember what T stands for, but SWOT. Uh, SWOT analysis of uh, possibilities for my problem. Uh, otherwise. I wouldn't call him. I wouldn't call to vent out to anybody just to talk. I just need help. I guess that's what traditional men do. Uh, and I know women, When, whenever I'm trying to help a woman, she just dishes me out says, I just wanted to. So I really. All right. So that was the second okay. message there. I, I, I'd rather. I. Now was was he disagreeing with me or you? He, I believe he. Well, he's just disagreeing with our conversation about how um, sometimes when we come to a friend to talk, or or if a friend comes to us to vent, uh, okay, uh, you know, he feel. Uh, Ias feels that um, when a friend comes to us to vent, uh, a lot of times. He wants a answer. He wants a, a solution to the problem rather than right, rather right. than just wanting to have uh, like like what what we agreed on was active listening. Was was uh, just let's just sit there and try to listen to our friend uh, speak and 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 vent his or her problems and and not try to always fix something or not to. I see. You know, like not to always like just give advice to somebody. Uh, I I don't know. Right, right. So like we were when we were talking, it was just all like you know we were having. I was having a problem with like just like a, sometimes a friend would come to me and I would just bark at him like, dude, don't you know like you know, 
Oh, you why? What do you, you rushed into? Yeah, it. you rushed into right, it, right. and you're just like, look, I don't want to hear like about your problems and and just you know like you know like here's the solution and and deal with it, figure it out yourself. You know, right. but a lot of times, a friend when they come to you with the problems, they're not necessarily looking for that. You know, sometimes they just want someone to listen to them. And mm-hmm. I think that you know, like that's what Is was disagreeing with us about because. For him, when he comes to people with his problems, he's looking for an answer. Okay, so he wants an answer rather than the act of yeah, listening, correct? Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. And, and I, I guess basically what's your thoughts on it? Because my th- I, I, I already laid my thoughts in, uh, you know, my response for Ayas. Uh, but uh, feel free to, yeah, you, what, what do you have to say about that? I mean... I think this goes back to what we were talking. I don't, I don't want to disagree with that, but I also can't a hundred percent agree with that because here's why: it, it really is dependent on dependent on the situation. Absolutely, dependent on the situation. Th- that's that's the key asterisk or subjectivity right there, like you know, subject to whatever. Absolutely. Uh, b- because if it is a simple problem, he's actually right. Oh yeah. It, if he's actually a hundred percent spot, if it's a simple issue like uh, fear of clouds i don't know fear fear of bugs you want the answer like that that's the answer it, you, you, because it just drives it's a little nuisance that you need the, actually i prefer you taking the answer on those little things in some cases disagree on the long cases though long-term issues and long-term fears i don't i just don't necessarily agree with getting the answer right away because if you give the answer right away where's the process where's the step thinking Where's the act of listening between both parties to understand both communication? That's when you get to the root of the problem. Though he could be on to something. There's one exception, I believe. Let's say it's a long-term issue that's been happening for, let's say, six months. And you've been having conversations with the person you're actively listening. And let's say you're getting absolutely nowhere with that person. And you go to somebody else and get the answer. That's when, okay, you made a change, you got the answer. That's the only exception. The answer was the solution. But most cases, the answer won't come after a a healthy conversation or a couple healthy combos and a couple healthy time months of just figuring out the fear and diagnosing with active listening and venting one-on-one combos or group combos always work better just to get your emotions and your inner thoughts and introspective feelings out there. But to answer his question, I can't 100% agree with him. I can't 100% disagree with him. But there are certain cases where I prefer my way and then his way on those short-term problems 100%. Absolutely. No, no, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm not trying to like uh, disagree with bias on that uh, particular topic mm-hmm. I myself was just saying the same thing where it really depends on the situation because you have right like uh, like a, a perfect example I gave was that like okay you you have a family member who's who's dying or who, who's on who's, oh, who's going God. to pass yeah. and you're you yeah. have a fear you have a fear it's like oh no I'm gonna lose this person forever and like when a friend comes to you with this type of problem, 
you know, like, what you know, like, there is no solution. <laughs> you know, there is no solution for me to just say, oh, everybody dies. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Like, yeah, it's hard. I mean, to... come on. You know, you, you you throw that at them. They're they're just gonna be like, oh my god. You know, you you didn't fix the problem. They're gonna be a hot yeah, mess. Yeah, you didn't fix the problem at all. You just made it way worse, right? So, I mean, that for me, that's what I mean. It's just all like, well, when someone is kind of coming to you with that sort of a problem, you know, all you can really do is just like be there for that person and listen to them, and perhaps share some. Don't invoke any. Yeah, don't invoke the situation where it's already desperate it's, enough. In that case. Exactly. Yeah. Like the best thing you do is just try to sit there with them and perhaps share some cope, cope, cope it cope, out, share some anecdotes, share some, you know, funny stories that you had with said person that's passing away, you know, like to like, you know, to kind of just not make light of the situation, but definitely do your best to make the person feel comfortable with you. Yeah, that, that that's I couldn't have summed up any better because right. it, you have to look at active listening as almost like a sixth sense. And the reason why I say that as a sixth sense because you have five senses, but how you actively engage and listen and have that knack of help, the knack of helping people, or the knack of finding an answer through conversation dialect the solution will more likely come up in your conversation or the comfort will come more in your conversation rather than invoking any, well, in this case, invoking more fear in the person and giving a desperate level of what do I do? And it's hopeless. There's no way I can come back from the situation stronger. So what you said is absolutely right. And I hope, I hope that maybe this answers free Pete's questions, but what we're trying to say, my man, is uh, we don't 100% disagree with you, but definitely – both ways work at the end of the day and how we use that to your advantage is on you. It's really subjective. Yeah. That's all we're going yeah. And I definitely don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like uh, with freak people saying like the only experience he's had was with uh, like, you know, uh, people who only wanted to talk to him and to vent the problems rather than figuring out solutions was women. Like women was the other, right. I'm, and, and that was the that was the one thing that I was saying. Like maybe I can't agree with you a hundred percent there because, like, I mean, men and women, you know, are, you know, uh, have have these problems where it's just like they, they oh, don't yeah. really, you know, it, it's not a, it's not a, you know, it's not like a black and white. It's not women or men thing, you know. I, you know, I think. Oh, oh, it, yeah. it's across the board that like men and women will have i i will say like probably yeah men, women will have more of these type of um problems where they just want to vent and they just want someone to listen than men but i'm not gonna like just rule out men doesn't men don't do that men do that i mean everyone does everyone it, man. does it man I'll be honest with <laughs> it. everyone does i do it you do it everybody does it man <laughs> oh yeah i i i well, I, I vent out you vent out. We share one common denominator in both men and women. That's emotion. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't take a male. Oh, okay. I remember I was going to say the robot joke. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Josh went, I guess I'll bring him in. He called me a robot one time. A lot of people say that, but I, I, well, that's, a, that's a side note. But other than the robot joke, uh, humans share emotion. And 
end of the day, that's the common denominator. I think we have to realize that whether either sex, you have to realize that we have emotions, we have feelings, we have, well, we have the given right to vent. And why not use it when we really need to do it? And let's say we're, let's say we just need to get off our chest or whatever. That's your time. And someone's willing to listen to you. That's your time to do it. It works both ways. And hey, maybe that venting might have been the same thing that person on the other end wanted to vent about. They're match made. <laughs> you can kind of vent out of both and communicate. Yep. That's right. That's right. All right, so I hope we answered uh, – Any more parts uh, from well, that? There's, there's, there's one more. That, well, there's two more, but I don't need you to listen to the last one, man. <laughs> here's, a, here's this one right here. It's called Proscriptum Solutions, which is about your emails. Like uh, Katie is suggesting of uh, writing a separate email to friends and therefore making those suggestions in a written fashion in a kind of a cold way after the heated discussion or heated uh, meeting. I never thought of that, actually, because I thought everything had to be uh, done and dealt within the meeting, uh, that particular meeting or the particular phone call. So um, it would be something worth looking into. I guess next time I'm trying to be the white knight or, I don't know, the savior. Sorry. Ah, the good old father. I'm sorry, what's that? <laughs> the good old oh, father. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the, I mean, that's pretty much uh, what he was saying. He, he liked that idea of perhaps writing email, writing, writing an email, oh, yeah. you know, afterwards to kind of I guess let the other person know like you know you, Soothe you, it you, you, you yeah. heard that person you understood that person you understood what that person is coming from well, right and, and, and the reason why I brought that up at that particular time about the email is if you send people a, let's say a DM, DM after a hot convo it, it it, it can work, but it doesn't usually work because you just had a hot heated convo when you get to send them a DM. And, you know, with most of these apps, you can see the yeah. message. <laughs> it says seen or right. not seen. And when you, they ignore when they ignore you, that hurts people's feelings. That feel. Email doesn't say seen or not seen. And you can get it in a concise manner and respond appropriately. So I think it's old school, believe it or not. Is I thought of this like okay, well, people before technology when they had a heated discussion, what do they do? They wrote letters. Yeah. Email is outdated to people today, so that's the new that's the new way of saying, hey, I'm going to write you a letter because I care about you, and that that I feel means more to the other person who's having issues than anything you had in the conversation. Sometimes caring for another person on the follow up is just as important as the main course. Absolutely. Absolutely, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep rolling the tape though. Oh no! That, well, the last one was just like uh, he was saying. I had a really lousy choice in music. <laughs> After oh yeah, I didn't get I, that. I played. I, I don't know. I plugged some song. I plugged some Bay Area rap rap song. 
on the episode and uh, he was just all like he thought it was like the so that that particular song was a straight ripoff from a, a very old 80s track and uh you know i had oh, okay. a lot of synthesizers and you know some some right. EDM qualities about it which he really liked but he did He's well, the he's expert the expert in that, but he really didn't like the the new hip hop version of it, which came out in the early two thousands, around my, you know, and and I, you know, I was like high schooler, I was like twenty, I think I was twenty one or twenty two, so I was like, oh, that's my jam, and I'm playing it, and he's just all like, oh man, that's a terrible choice, <laughs> so I'm all like, ah, get over it. <laughs> so, so yeah, but, yeah, but no, that I think the email is a very uh traditional way of writing to someone to convey your message and kind of let them know that like you know hey i heard you loud and clear i want you to know that i understand you know i hope um you know we we can move forward with this or what what have you whatever you know i think emails are like totally underrated because you know dms like yeah dms in the text message just it's so is instigation yeah, yeah it, it instigates and it's, yeah. it's like instant gratification so instant and it's just all like sometimes it doesn't convey the i guess the feeling uh that that an email does because right. email yeah it's a little more intimate man and you you know you you kind of yeah you could formulate it properly which means you know when someone reads it it's like oh this person that wrote me the email he he or she has put some thought into it so i could appreciate that whereas a text message or a dm is just like you know you're just like blabbling you're blabbing and it's like missing punctuations it's meant missing you know grammar wise there's just you know all kinds of problems with dms and instant uh, uh text message and stuff so for sure email is a very uh, you know, it's a great form of communication, and we need to use. We definitely need to yeah. use it more. So, um, yeah. So, oh yeah, I use it. I use it, man. Oh yeah. I, use I mean, you know, and and me too. I mean, I use it. Uh, you know, I use it for work. I use it, you know, to to do interviews and stuff. Or <clears throat> it's just a very um, very professional way to like. Get, That's get you know to get a hold of people and stuff you know and you know a lot of times if it's not spam it's like yeah you'll you'll get a, you'll more, yeah. more times than not you'll get a response back so you know don't don't give up just because someone like seeing your text messages and doesn't reply back you know sometimes you put in a little effort put in a little elbow grease and write your email you might get a response back so there's that so that pretty much wraps up the response uh, uh, to Freak Beats IS, um, and we're yeah we're gonna move on um, to the next topic, which is time management in yeah. the universe. Okay, yeah. how about this? Uh, we'll we'll end the segment here, and then we'll start a new one. All right. Okay. Cool. Okay. Hey, right. Thank you, Freak thanks, Beats. Thanks again, Freak Beats. All right. All right. Katie, I'll catch you up in a bit. <laughs> 